it's time to shut up white people welcome to dads being dads episode 276 he's randy i'm jason we're your hosts on this night that will be posted during the day sometimes i'm in a rare mood tonight randy i'm pretty angry at everything I think we've tried to be angry at everything. You know, I really got it. I I lost my. Oh, yeah. Just things have happened. <laughs> Does it matter what the content is, or is it just a matter of? Well, you know, and I don't want to be melodramatic here. I don't want to, or even dramatic at all. But you know, you like you hear about these things during like different periods in history, and you're like brother against brother, and you know father against son and they, oh yeah. yeah yeah and you're like that's not possible uh, yeah you know i mean i get it a little bit but now i'm at one of those crossroads right now where my family and some of them listen maybe and i'm just really uncomfortable with where we're at and to give you a little bit of background here i got a police officer in the family mm-hmm. so well, i had a similar I'm, i want you to tell your whole story yeah. but i had a very similar thought like this day where I was like, you know what? How close are we to, uh, not that I'm ready to, to take up arms here, but I'm like, how far off are we from like a, a civil war type situation where I have to pick a side? And yeah. then whose side would I be on? Right. And I, who, who would be on the other side? People that I would converse with daily might be on the opposite side. Well, that thing you told me today, which I was surprised that about, that I didn't know if I could say on the air or not, but uh, you, said, you said, you know... You, you... I'll say it if you if you can't you can rewind us and, and cut yeah, it out. When you said, uh, you know, your your uh, wife's family had a like Zoom call to sort of, you know, chat yeah, about yeah, yeah. these this. Well, we didn't we didn't have the call specifically to chat about this stuff. Oh, okay. We just had a family. Oh, okay. Call. And, but oh, it's all, oh, it's always, it wasn't like targeted for. No, 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 no. That was just my suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> you brought yeah. it up. <laughs> we had a fam. Well, I was. It was a. I, I brought it up in relation to what you were saying. Yeah. No, we just had a family Zoom call, but it. it the, it's just like Thanksgiving dinner. People you don't see very often. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're all together in the same room, albeit a virtual room. Everyone, you know, you. It's this weird phenomenon where you start saying something. You go, oh yeah, things are interesting these days, huh? And they all they're all nodding their heads, going, sure are interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Right. And everyone thinks they're agreeing with each other. And then it's it's like, okay, one, two, three, let's say it at the same time kind of thing. <laughs> right. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? And clearly the answer is no. You just start to discover that. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, well, except um, for in my case, I know that <laughs> they aren't <laughs> like I have a family member that's like actively posting about police brutality. I have. And meanwhile, I have a, like I said, a member in my family that has had to um, go to these protests slash riots while in the line of duty, right? Um, right. So, and you know, I just don't, and and it's super hard for me to sort of reconcile. Like, what do I say to anybody? I'm like terrified. Like, I I won't post about any of that. And and we're talking specifically about the the race uh, slash Black Lives Matter slash uh, Antifa, like I don't know how what how deep you want to go down this this road, but like th- those th- those so, sort of pro- um, protests, or riots, whatever you want to call it, right? And and it's just uh, well, I mean, 
right? It it depends on wh- where you're at with it, right? And uh, on which news channel you're watching? Yeah. No, we we you said that last week, and it's not true because the protesters. And we said this last week, and I'll say it again because this is the only thing I feel safe saying. I think the protests are valid and worthwhile, and. Uh, completely within the the right, and I think they're productive. I don't think that the rioting is productive, but I don't no. necessarily think the protesters yeah. are rioting, right? But no, the rioters not. or the people that are want to instigate or whatever are coming, coming, are intermingling with the protests and coming right on the heels of them. And frequently, the protests turn into riots because the protesters that are peaceful are done to getting their message across and go home, and then the rioters take over and are. <clears throat> Let's say that there bleep. are also some some allegations. I'm not going to say it is true. Oh, though I, I think yep. there are some. Absolutely, there are some allegations that yes. the instigators. Yes. Are, okay. And you're right. You're right. Which is fascinating to me. I mean, there is in, there in, has been footage that has been the, the you you sent footage of them. I know you were kind of kidding with us, like oh now they've crossed the line because yeah, but they were you know willfully. Destroying, the were yeah, incapacitating cars, cars yeah. slashing tires in a parking lot, and and it was police or or uh, but they were in camo, which usually mean I thought those were military guys. Well, either way, okay. So <sighs> yeah, let's say, and and there's there's a parenting angle to this as well. But so me, my personal opinion, because I don't want to I don't want to say uh, say the way everyone should think here, but I'm looking at this saying, okay, here's here's some people they've decided they've had enough. They're going to protest police brutality mm-hmm. under the label of Black Lives Matter because it's a, a known label. But I think mm-hmm. when you talk to people about the message, it, it equates to police brutality. And they go into these protests with no weapons. You know, even there was there was an article today where the police are posting images. I think it was the Baltimore police. They're saying this was real. Like they said, we recovered these these ice cream containers uh, filled with cement just disguised as ice cream. Mm. And they're posting them on like social media saying, look at what these Antifa protesters are bringing to hurl at us. Right. Mm -hmm. And the containers are, they're literally coffee cups filled with concrete taken from a construction site where they, they, Written on the side are like the the mix ratios and stuff. They're the test containers for the concrete that was poured at the site. Okay. And it's like there's hundreds of people replying to them going, you stole those from a construction site. Like you need to leave those there because that's how the contractors get paid. (laughs) They, They leave them on site and they leave them for a day, a week, a month, and then they test the strength of the concrete later to ensure the pour was good. Like, what are you doing? You know, it's we yeah. know where you found those things. Those aren't even ice cream containers. They're coffee cups that are cut in half. Like, what? And there's some really strange things like that going on. And so, so back to the back to my view of it, right? So for the most part, yeah, sure, I see people are angry. And yeah. there could be some people that are angry enough to throw a brick through a window, go in and steal some stuff. Is that the right thing to do? No. Do I see protesters trying to stop those people? I, I do in a lot of cases. At least I've seen yeah, I've seen some cases, that. yeah. But for the most part, I see peaceful protesters. And then I also see examples of peaceful protesters being penned in by the police and then tear gassed and beaten up. Yeah. Have their eyeballs shot out with rubber bullets. Yeah. Like, 
not every single one of them, but they're not. They're literally going in unarmed. Like the whole protest about police brutality, and then you beat the crap out of them for protest. Like, I know. I don't. Sort of yeah. bizarre. I feel like, I don't know. That's just, that's my perspective, right? And in these conversations with family members and whoever, someone else can take the complete flipping perspective. They had to shoot their eyeballs out because they were going to be looters. And on the one hand, I'm like, well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's kind of their job to, 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 to halt those types of activities so without having to kill people. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's where the de-escalation thing comes in. And but I am I t- will tell you like literally everything that I've seen on this is again a con- like this has been the whole year a contradiction. Like yeah, okay, silence is violence on one side. The other side says if you're white, shut up and listen. Like literally, <laughs> like what you can't do both. And then I see like. Like like all this whole thing about whether, whether it's protesters or the cop who's inciting. There's there's different cases of both things. Again, a contradiction. I and this is where it's but like that's, that's okay. I think well, while they're I I hear where you're coming from and that it's yeah. a contradiction. And but I don't think the right thing to do is to say none of this none of this coincides. Therefore, I can't listen to either of you. I think it's. Oh, I'm not saying that. That's the way. Oh, that's the way it sounds. No, no. How to, well, how to deal with the contradiction? How to resolve it? Yeah. Well, how, yeah. I uh, think uh, it's. I think it's super interesting that there are these big swings in opinions. Here's uh, yes. Someone, yeah. someone's saying something over here. Someone's saying it, and it's like, oh, okay. Well, that was where, my where, point. <laughs> yeah. Why are we not lining up? How do we get from you to you to you? Like, where's? Is it middle of the road is the right thing to do, or is this one of these dumb compromises where only murdering half the people is the acceptable compromise? Like, no, no murders are better than. It's always the right compromise. Yeah. <laughs> but again, again, and then, but then you have the, you know, blue lives matter on one side and you have the defund, the, d- disband the police. You have, you know, black lives matter. You have all lives matter. Like and that, that is not a, that is not a either or situation, right? I get like none of these are either or, but it's still hard to reconcile. And, and, and back to my original point with this is like, now it's like family members, Getting on, yeah. and now since everybody has a platform that's public, mm-hmm. Facebook, social media, this stuff gets amplified so quick, so fast, and and you can like here's evidence of my my position, and you have like you said all these videos. The cops are jerks. They're slashing tires. They're shooting rubber bullets at people. Yeah, but the protesters are jerks. Because look at this. They're, they're robbing a. You you're telling me that these people need to rob a, a Saks Gold Fifth Avenue or whatever? Like, there's just so much craziness, and it's so hard for me to get in the middle and be like, okay, how? This is where I want to have a productive conversation about this, and even this, like that that whole uh, eight can't wait thing, which which I read, and I'm like, okay, this is something that that's tangible. Eight can't yeah. wait is mm-hmm. is like eight items, right? Well, guess what? There's there's a million reasons why that thing's bad. And of then, course. Uh, but to, so I'm just like, at some point, I'm like, I'm so fatigued of trying to <laughs> find something that's truthful that I can hold my, like, ha- hang well, my this, hat on and be like, right. this is my policy. This is what I believe and what I want to believe. And I think is productive, but I can't Here, find here's it. Here's why I think we're going in the right direction, at least. This, I mean, this stuff takes like generations sometimes, mind you, right? This type of revolution. Here's why I think we're going in the right direction. It is taking generations. I mean, obviously, it's we're not. Yeah. We still have. Yeah. I don't mean the racism. I mean, like this whole like let's defund the police. Well, what does that mean? Like, oh, you're gonna have robbers well, I mean, everywhere. Right? But even the racism is taking generations. It's to, gonna take take a long time. Yeah. Yeah, centuries. Um, 
So <clears throat> I don't want to caveat this with like, I know cops, I have cop friends, but uh, yeah. We all do, true. right? I don't want to have a zero dollar budget for the police force, but I'm going to give you a couple of examples why I think there's some room for right. improvement in the category of spending money on, say, call it public safety, call it something else. The problem is we just don't know what it could be. Wait a second. You want to spend? You want the government to spend less? I'm in, baby. Let's do this. Well, they could spend less, <laughs> or they could just spend less on oh, you can, police right, fine. and use it for something else. Come on, not see now. I'm out. You had me. Smaller government. Now I'm out. There are a lot <laughs> of stories where people have called, uh, say, nine one one for medical assistance. For say a homeless person or someone that's mentally ill, and and specifically said, I do not want the police here. I just want this person to get to the hospital. Like, can, can we get an ambulance out here, kind of thing? Mm-hmm. And the police show up anyway, and then they rough this person up because they have trouble communicating and take them somewhere and drop them off or throw them in jail. You know, it doesn't go the way that they would hope it would go because right. it's whatever. Well, so a couple of even it, it doesn't always have to be about the police killing people, right? <laughs> Because it's the same sort of thing we measure when I complain about bikes and cars and all this stuff. It's like, well, no one's died in your town lately. It's like, we're not counting. If we're counting the number of people that die, then we're already way off the mark. (laughs) Right? Yeah. We're already beyond getting that to zero is just kind of like the obvious first step. So I told you the story a long time ago of a winter on my street. I have a very hilly street. One season. The street had completely iced over where you couldn't even walk on it. Steep hill. So I I took some of my cones that I have, you know, everybody has, of course, and I put them up at the top of the hill and I sort of closed the street. Okay. And I called. I said, well, I should probably tell somebody. And I'm like, well, who do I call? So I guess I could call. That's funny that you would have that reaction. I would not. Call somebody? Nah. Well, actually, this is why I called. I wanted them to send the sand truck over. Okay. And, and I wanted to tell them specifically to back the sand truck down the hill so that they could spread it before they drove over it. Otherwise, they were going to crash into my neighbor's house. And so I called up, I think I called up the DPW. And I either didn't get an answer, or I talked to them and I said, listen, I, I closed the street off because it's too icy. Uh, I, cl- I closed the street off. People are, people, people are going to get through. Like, if you could send the truck over here and have them back. I explained it to them. And they're like, oh, uh, yeah, that's, a, that's dangerous. You should, you should call the police we'll have an officer come over i'm like and i said no no this is literally not a situation for a police officer there's no need to send an officer over here no just don't do it well they did it anyway because (laughs) because they have no other option right if you make a call to some helpline in town your helpline your safety people are the police so if you call them they have to come and they show up and so this guy shows up in his cop SUV and, and I, I ran up the hill. I have my little my little spiky things on your shoes. What are they called? Yak tracks. Yak tracks. I have my yak tracks on. I run up the hill and I'm waving my arms I'm like, no, 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 stop right there. Stop, stop, stop. And he puts his window. I run around the driver's side. He puts his window down. He's like, hey, you called about uh, some uh, icy hill? I'm like, yeah, yeah. This hill here with the cones in front of it. Covered in ice. Please don't drive this way. I, we don't need you here. I just need the sand truck whenever they're around. That would be fine. And he's, he's like nodding his head, but he's not looking at me. He's just, it's like I don't even exist to him. <laughs> and I, I go, okay, so maybe you can just back up, go out the way you came. And, he, and then he finally looks at me and he like chuckles. He's like, huh, yeah, 
watch this. And I'm like, no, I really don't want to watch this. This isn't going to go the way you think. Like, what are you doing? And he just puts his window up. And I see him reach down and put it in four-wheel drive like he's some kind of magician. And he, he starts going down a hill in four-wheel drive on ice. Instantly, all four wheels lock up because he steps on the brake. He's sliding sideways down this hill straight towards my neighbor's house. My other neighbor is snow blowing the street. This octogenarian who likes to clear the snow on our street because he's a nice guy. May he rest in peace. He's long gone now. Uh, <laughs> she's walking up the street with a snowblower running. He cannot oh, no. <laughs> hear the cruiser sliding down the hill. Mm. I'm screaming at him. He's deaf. He still doesn't hear. Didn't I tell you the story? Uh, yeah, I think so. But I don't, I don't remember the, I, the, the details maybe. So at the last second, he I finally looks up. I thought there was another up. car that got involved. No. At the, at the last second, he finally looks up. Okay. He sees this cruiser sliding sideways toward him. He dives over the snowbank, which he's right next to. The old guy does. The old guy does. Chucks himself over the Okay. Chucks himself over the snowbank. The cruiser, the cop hits the guy's snowblower with his cruiser. Oh, re- oh yeah, I do remember that. Right? Part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of not at a super high speed, but just like kind of mashes it into the snowbank. Yeah. He the car stops. The cruiser stops. He he manages to drive ahead maybe ten yards off of the. the <laughs> so I run back down the hill and I'm helping my neighbor Bill out of the snowbank, trying to make sure he's doesn't broken his hip. Jeez. The officer gets out of his car, <laughs> slips on the ice, falls down. No. Don't tell me his gun goes off. Yeah. <laughs> Kills all of us. Falls on the ice. Gets super embarrassed. Gets back in his car. Leaves. Oh, he gets car like gets enough traction to leave. That's it. He he's already that? done. He just he just leaves. Ugh. Right. So he's smashed into this guy's snowblower. <laughs> he's still on the ground. I'm helping him up. He doesn't come to check or anything. Nothing. Just leaves. So oh, I call boy. the I call the police station back. I'm okay. like, I asked you not to send an officer over here. You sent an officer over here, and he tried to kill my neighbor. Like, jeez. <laughs> and the, the guy's like, "Yeah, sir, we're well aware of the situation." Like, this is. Is this how it happens? Like you just these silly little scenarios where they, this clearly was unnecessary. I needed a DPW truck, <laughs> not a guy with a gun, right? This, this didn't. I mean, call, they have to have the gun, <laughs> which is why they don't have to. This is the whole point, right? right? Yeah, yeah. So yes, is there a need for a police force? Is there a need for a crew of people to carry weapons around in those for those situations? Yeah. But is there a need for them to handle absolutely every situation? Carry them no. around even? I'm not even sure they need to carry them around. Well, the London police don't. Most of right. them don't. I mean, right? have it in the vehicle. I, I, I don't know. Right. And actually, I is mean, that a Canadian thing? I forget. There are some police forces like that where they're in their vehicles. And Well, why, why – like, I mean, you just even even open this book. Like, why do we have to carry the handgun? If I mean, why do you keep the shotgun in the car but you carry the pistol, right? It, like, yeah. Right? I mean, I, I, I don't want to, I don't, I definitely, like I said, I definitely don't want to be, this is not me sitting here and like wanting to rail against the police. I'm not that guy. And that's not how I kind of feel about no, it. No, no. I think of it more as a, let's like, let's break down the whole, what we've done with this establishment in general. Like, how right. can we improve it? That's what I'm if like. You, right? if, if I were the officer, even, yeah. right, just put me in the situation. If you stick a gun on my belt, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be nervous all the time about that thing. Right. Like, oh, sure. Yeah. I know how to use it. I'm, I'm, I'm a good shooter, but I'm going to be thinking like, who's trying to take it. Right. So, well, you have you, to be right. That's what they're trained to do. They're trained right? to protect So if you're it, in yeah. a situation where you're, you're getting in some confrontation with someone, well, 
I'm going to be slightly worried they're going to try to go for my gun. Right? It sounds all movie-ish, right? But yeah. wouldn't that be the right? If they were truly worried, then why wouldn't they? But if I didn't have it, mm. now where do things escalate to? Well, you're, well, I'm in more danger because I can't protect myself. I'm, this is all like very hy- hypothetical, but it just fe- that's the way it feels to me. Yeah. And, you know, the second scenario that was a real simple one, which I've told you about, was our, our kid bike rodeo that we held at the school. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's like I got cones and, and chalk on the ground for the kids to ride their bicycles around. And then uh, one of the principals called the police to have an officer come talk to them about safety. And I'm like, what is this guy doing here? Yeah. And they say, what do you mean? He's a safety genius. <laughs> no, he's not, for one. And two, he's wearing a bulletproof vest, like right now, <laughs> and carrying a weapon. And we've got kids bumbling around on their bikes, like right next to him. Hmm. He's walking in and out of here. Like, how, how are we okay with this? He's like, parked in the fire lane, probably, right? <laughs> like, I, I, I don't, I don't, again. His car's running the whole but time. But right, yeah. That's the, and, and, <laughs> and uh, again, this is like, I, I don't want to rail against the police. That's their policy, right? They have to park right. where at the closest they can park to wherever they're like, stay close to their vehicle and leave it running just in case the one in a million that the starter died. Like, and so that, so I, I have sympathy for, I have sympathy for police in, in that way. Like that's what they're trained for. And that's what they're right. like. And that's their policy. But that's, I think where we need to start saying, okay, let's look at some of these policies. Like maybe, okay, you're, you're running duty at a marathon. So that car is going to be parked there for six hours. Maybe it doesn't need to be running. Right. <laughs> these, you know, these are people that care about their health. They, they've been training for four months. They don't want to run by 15 running vehicles. Right. That, that's what it was at the, at the, the, the Providence marathon. I, I was running by these police cars and they're all running. Mm-hmm. And these guys are on detail for six hours. It's like, yeah. what the heck? Like, how is that a policy, right? Or in my favorite one, any uh, of those running races when you're, if you're the lead runner. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. You're running, you're running flat out. I mean, yeah. you're pushing so much air through your lungs. Yeah. And directly in front of you, because they should be there, is a cop leading the race. <laughs> Probably a couple motorcycles. And you know what? Motorcycles don't have catalytic converters. <laughs> So this is straight out, boom. Oh, it's sucking that stuff straight into your lungs. Yeah. Ugh, all right, but um, so 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 to, just to wrap this whole thing up. Well, I mean, maybe you got more, but like the other thing is like I get, I can kind of have some a little bit of sympathy for the the police in that we 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 ask them to go into these situations that are volatile, right? That are high impact, like yeah. stressful situations yeah, yeah, course, with yeah. idiots screaming at them. And then we expect them to be superhuman in the reaction and never have a mistake. And I, I, I'm not saying never have a mistake, like not kill somebody by kneeling on them for seven minutes. That's not a mistake, but like never mess up at all. And, you know, there's a lot of mistakes being made. But again, we train them to do this, to behave a certain way. We put them in the situation and then we get mad at them for reacting in the way that they've been trained and the way that they're following their policy. And then we blame the people and we get mad and we then we get in their face and we scream at them. We flip them off. We call them all sorts of bad things. And so I have some sympathy for the police there and I'm like getting all excited. And like, I feel like my brother-in-law, I, I, again, we all know somebody who's not a bad guy, right? And Or we know that they are bad guys. There are people that are bad. I, 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 but ah, I don't want to sit here and be like, 
they don't matter. Like these people do like cops are do. And I mean, they all ran into those freaking burning towers in nine 11, right? Did we, we loved them then. And now we, now we can't stand them in New York. Right. So it's like when they are helping us, we love them when they're not helping us. We're like, they're the worst people in the world. And really it's the policies that need to change. And we need to figure out how to do that. And who is it to figure that out? I I don't, I don't know because that's where I start to struggle. I'm like, I, I don't even know how to approach this as one of those things where I'm like, I don't, I don't know how to fix this problem. Well, and to, to my examples, like it'd be nice if there were someone else you could call that wasn't an officer at that level. You know, know, of course there, there are, as you said, there are many bad officers. So we need better training. We need maybe higher paid, fewer police kind of thing, like higher paid, better trained people with that much authority, uh, would, would make sense if it's just. You know, they're going to have that kind of power over everyone, then they should be more able to handle it, I think. But then the issue becomes if I call this hotline and say, I need such and such, how am I to know? It's like when I go into the emergency room, which seems to happen periodically, and I say, I need help. And they say, well, you know, we'll just see about that, right? <laughs> they, they never believe you. They have to be the ones to do the triage so that they they have their expert opinion. But the, the person doing it is so – I apologize to any ER people listening to me. But the, the administrators are, are probably used to people coming in and giving them some crazy story about how awful they are. You know, like, oh, my leg's about to fall off. You know, and they're totally fine. Or they have like a bad cold or something. So they, they get every angle. And then the police probably get the same thing. My neighbor's trying to kill me and this and that. And they're just they're just listening to people lie day in and day out about all kinds of nonsense. Uh, so how do you solve that? How do you if if I called this hotline and said, hey, my neighbor's mentally ill and they're having some kind of health issue. I, I really would like an ambulance. Come get them. Please don't send the police because I'm worried the police are going to shoot them because of their erratic behavior. Mm. Right. And because they're black. Like. I'm really worried that it's going to get misinterpreted. So don't send the police. Just send them medical help. And uh, But that's not up to me. It's it's just they're not going to say, okay, we we understand. Yeah. So where what's the other phone number that I dial? Uh, that's uh, I think that's where you don't, right? There's no other phone number. We, we can't like get rid of 911, right? <laughs> but we have to change the once 911 is activated, then what happens, right? That's that's where. And and I think to me, somebody did mention like we need and, and there's some Facebook group or some group in act. And then they said we need to have um, oh, for crying out loud, the word escapes me oversight. Um, Oh, you need to have an oversight committee basically over the police, right? Because who polices the police? Yeah. That's the big who question, right? Yeah, and yeah. and nobody does right now. Um, you know, <laughs> they have internal affairs, but again, that's like a, that's a weird, what's a weird thing, right? Because that's police policing the police, and they're not gonna, you know, they they they're out. And I'm I, I'm not saying not calling anybody liars here. I don't want again. I'm I'm supportive of the police, I'm, but I'm I'm also realizing that there's some problems that need to get worked on. So, well, you could apply it to our own type of company as well. Like, let's just say, <laughs> in our boring old desk computer job, yeah, are we policing each other in the sense that are we we have this kind of system? These ethics violations, say, yeah, do are there people that are stealing printer paper that you want to narc on? Right, uh, probably. You know these little 
little broken windows type situations where things are people maybe are doing things. You know what I mean by that, right? The whole broken windows thing. Yeah. No, I don't think so. It's a big New York thing. Like if there's a, you walk by an abandoned building and there's a broken window, it's kind of a blight and then someone else won't feel as bad breaking another window. Oh yeah. 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 And then before you know it, the whole building's on fire. Yeah. So <laughs> the we report every little tiny thing like that, that we see is, I mean, any infraction. I mean, the number of things we've said to each other while at work, I probably <laughs> should have reported you uh, dozens of times. Right. Well, hmm. <laughs> So if you translate that into a a work environment where now all of a sudden that type of uh, casual banter is intertwined with the the livelihood of society, you know, you you have this huge, this authority and this power and these weapons yeah. and all this stuff, and the jokes that you're making at work are about the drunk you just bought in brought in. The the drunk oh 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 you know who, who what else oh, are they targeting oh, 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 like, oh, what else are you gonna saying. make jokes about like the sex workers and just whoever just the the people that you're bringing in that are just wearing yeah. on you day yeah. in and day out of just oh you know here's this guy again. here's this yeah. other addict it's, uh I mean and there's way way worse stuff than I mean well the, the addicts are bad but there's a lot there's really bad stuff that like. People have to deal with, right? They have yeah. to go, to, you know, with people like abusing their children, sexually abusing yeah. their children. Like it's just, uh, you know, it's awful, awful stuff that that and that and that needs to be handled differently. But that's sort of a, I don't know. That's it, it seems like the first response, the response well, to violent situ or, or stressful situations, seems to be where we need to focus our energies, right? I, I well, so I'll tell you. Yeah, I had this same conversation basically with a Canadian. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> With a Canadian-born American citizen. Canadian-born uh, Americans. Okay. And the the conclusion was essentially, and I think he was hesitant to say it. He was hesitant to say it to me because of the way the conversation was going or just because I'm an American, right? He's like, well, you know uh, what all this kind of leads to because you really can't solve the problems we're talking about with the with the answers that we currently have in our arsenal, with the tools we have. You know, train more police, more better, pay them kind of stuff. Like it's just keep it's again, it escalates. Or mm -hmm. he's like, you you realize that you just have destroyed all of your social support systems. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I know. So what Wait, I mean what do you is, mean? yeah, what do you mean? You, you you don't go into this thinking, how do we how do we fix the how do we police the drug problems better? How do we police the the domestic abusers better it's how do we improve how do we improve everyone's quality of life maybe there wouldn't be as much domestic abuse oh. if their situation at home wasn't so stressful if they weren't strapped for cash and and literally i mean you know i'm not making excuse for abusers excuses for abusers but when do you get all amped up at home like when 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 you're saying you're all stressed out just by looking at people on the internet imagine if tack that on top of not being able to pay your bills and having to work a double shift and not having daycare and, and now yeah. your schools are closed and your landlord's calling you and it's like, well, they better get a new pair of bootstraps and pull harder, <laughs> I guess. But that's that doesn't that doesn't fix it, right? And then yeah. they just end up in the system. They got nothing to lose. They commit I'm generalizing now, but it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No, I, mean, I can imagine myself being there. I can imagine that type of situation. Oh, yeah. That's I mean, that's what I've said. All along, desperate, pe desperate people do desperate things. And that's yeah. what we're looking at right now. And? Yeah. 
my conclusion is this is where you get into that family conversation and everyone nods and says, okay, one, two, three, yeah. we are all thinking the same thing. And it's all different answers. It is my answer answers. is, is better social support systems. <laughs> yes. Like let's, let's make, let's bring up everyone's quality of life because we can cut back on the rates of all of these types of things that stem from stressful situations. Uh, and you mean healthcare, you mean what else? I mean, primarily healthcare and, uh, and I was going to say social security and, and welfare systems. You, oh, could, okay. you could call it uh living wage. Healthcare, healthcare goes a long way. Yeah. You could say, uh, well, minimum wage type situations. Yeah. Yes. Uh, paying a living wage for, I mean, they, all work, and they say that's all. This is, you know, poverty, right? And and yeah. quality, and like you said, quality of life. But poverty, these situations are way worse in those environments where. Oh yeah. So education, you got to get education in there, which is uh, right a tricky thing right now because nobody can open go to school. So oh, but this is this is this is a blip in time. This is a small. <laughs> You say that. Yeah, I know. Well, I hope so, but they're talking about the fall with completely unrealistic expectations for running a school in the fall here. It doesn't matter. It's still a blip in time. I mean, this whole presidency and it's four years, it's four years is a short duration in the long, in the grand scheme of things. Like, sure, some, some damage is being done from my perspective again. (laughs) No, but but I don't think it's for the, for the long term. I don't think you're alone in that perspective. (laughs) No, no, I'm just destroying. For the long term, this is what's happening now with this virus one. It, it's a it's a blip. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, I don't it's know, do man. Some damage, but but y- again, you know, if we're talking about large reform to the education system, oh, okay, well, we're generations of change here. Uh, I mean, it feels like we can afford these types of things, considering how much. Well, when does it, let me ask you this then? When does it stop becoming a blip? What if we do this school year again like this? Uh, then we would. Is it still a blip at that point? Well, I guess it really depends on your 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 living situation, right? For me, I actually think it would be great. Fine, <laughs> might be great for you, but do you, all right. Now put yourself in a uh, you know uh, lose your job, take your job away. Now we're yeah, still yeah. great, right? No, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So it's like I, I don't. You, you may say it may be a. I, I'm careful saying it's a blip. I mean, I'll give you the three months as a blip, right? The end of this two, 2019, 2020 school year is a blip, fine. But if this thing goes into another school year like this, the amount of stress and, and stuff that's – it's I mean – Oh, I see. You've sort of switched gears into the uh, open it back up. Oh No, I'm just – well, I'm, people are – I yeah I mean I there was 200 cases in Massachusetts today 200 new cases like I what what the heck are we doing over how many four eight, eight million what's the population of Massachusetts like we are still with I have a mosquito down here and I think I got him that time and uh, okay. sorry yeah it's all the noise but it's crazy how restricted things are right now uh, with with the number of cases 200 cases out of 6.9 million so um. Yeah, that's that's quite the measurement. Yeah, a uh, day. You're saying 200 new cases today. Yes, today. Yes. I, I mean, I can look up how many active. I cases, wouldn't expect but... seven million people to get it on a daily basis. So that's a bit of a weird comparison. But you could maybe spread them out over the year. Let's say. <laughs> so uh, seven. I, I'm, I'm just saying the number of cases. Like, 
Okay, our total cases in the state total, like this includes people getting over it, is 103,000 out of 6.9 million, right? Mm-hmm. I get it. It's a lot. I do understand that it's a lot. And I understand that people have died. Well, I, understand, I know people no, that have died, but. But that's not the point. It's the, the point is it's, it's high given what we've already done. Like it's 103,000 given all the restrictions we've already put yeah. in place. Imagine what they would be if we hadn't. That's we have to imagine. I, no, I understand. Okay. And then I'm, uh, I don't really want to talk about COVID anymore than I really did. But like yeah, the yeah, point yeah. is like, it's like under control right now. We need to figure out how to manage this disease, keep sure. things low under control and educate and get restaurants back open and get gig employees back at work. Right. If we keep all these people out of jobs and sitting at home, getting hungry, stressed out, no no mm-hmm. income, then we're gonna have this. Just, it's not gonna just be a blip. It's gonna be worse and worse, and it's gonna snowball. That's what I mean with this. Like, I get that we have a hundred thousand cases, and I guess that and it would be a lot more, but it, it would we have to get back to some sort of social stability, and otherwise, this is gonna get worse. I'm ranting now. I don't even know if there's any merit for anything I say anymore. I, I realize it's just words at this point. <sighs> So, back to I mean, I mean, I agree with you, but it's really hard to pinpoint what I agree with. Like, I, do I think we should be an opening back up? I'm I'm getting burnt out myself, but I'm trying to be both. Sub, I'm trying to be objective about it on the one hand, but the subjective me is just like, we let's do whatever we want, you know, because uh, I'm not affected. <laughs> but we'll see. So quickly flipping back to the other topic. So today topic? I took my the Black Lives Matter. Oh, we're going topic. back to that. Okay. Well, because today it's the parenting thing. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> I, and I should somewhat apologize about this to myself, at least. We've had some local protests and it's the type of thing that, uh, demonstrations, I think I would call them. I think they were very peaceful and well-organized demonstrations. Uh, it's the type of thing that I, I would have and probably should have attended, especially with, uh, at least what I believe and the number of people that I know that were there and I would want to go support them. And, and we went for a hike instead. So uh, <laughs> on the way home from our hike, we, we saw the, the demonstrations going on and that kind of thing. We're like, Oh, I didn't, we didn't actually know they were being organized, but okay. But today I took my daughter for a bike ride Okay, down the rail trail, which I hope everybody knows what a rail trail is, but it's a, it's basically an old railroad bed. that has been converted into a trail. And so we biked down this rail. They could be international. I don't know, Jason, the, no, I'm Australians. waiting to see where you're going. Like, I want to know where the, the So story. we're biking down the rail trail, and um, for basically all of it, what? You got the fly? Mosquito? I don't know. I think he got a super mosquito. Keeps, I keep grabbing him, and then he just, he lives. I don't uh, know how he's. So they, they during their marching or their walking yesterday or whatever, they wrote quite a lot of stuff on mm. the rail, tra- rail trail in chalk. And most of it was just names, all of the names that have of people that have been killed, uh, not just by police, but, uh, the, the runner guy. Yeah. Ahmed, Ahmed, Maud, they just call him Maud. Uh, and so there's names for like miles and my daughter's biking over these things, reading them as she goes. And she's like, why are all these things written here? Mm, Yeah. (laughs) You know, my, my eight year old (laughs) and like, Ooh, this is, this is one of those things that I'm not supposed to screw up as a parent. Because <laughs> I could be dismissive or flippant. You know, this is a turning. This is a moment. for Watershed right? moment, as they say. Yeah. 
Because <laughs> if I had said something like, yeah, just people wasting their time, you know. Oh, yeah. That's a dawn of a whole perspective for her. Right. If I, yeah. anyway, even if I paint it in just kind of a casual light. I, so I don't know. I don't know if I handled it well. I tried to describe the, some of the history, who the people were, what the people who had written it out here, they were out here protesting as a recent events. And the, I told her all the things. I'm like, yeah, all these, these are all names of people that have been killed for yeah. uh, reasons that are hard to explain. Or no reason at all. And this is the way these people feel about it. And they wrote them out here because they want us to know. And that's why they were demonstrating. And and she was just riding along and reading all of them. And I, I couldn't really tell what she was thinking. And uh, they, I probably should have asked her. Maybe I'll ask her tomorrow. They, they, um, they wrote it on the bike path. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I, I, mean, I for, just, yeah. For like miles, yeah. I mean... Uh, yeah, hmm. I, I don't, I don't, I, I don't know. I feel, I feel conflicted about the the demonstrations yeah. and stuff, right? We, I didn't go. I know they were there. I drove through one, honked my horn a bunch, like they wanted me to do. <laughs> I mean, not that the, you know, I've said that kind of bad, but um, I honked my horn in support. It just, it feels kind of thin, but I don't, I don't know. I don't. Kind of all we have. But what do you mean we all we have? Well. It's easy to dismiss, like, look at all these people walking around with their signs. They're accomplishing nothing, you know? Yeah. But then every town is doing it. Every city's doing it. Yeah. Every state is doing it. Other countries are doing it. I mean, in Europe, they're they're tearing down the statues of slave traders and dumping them in the river. Like, there's – all of a sudden, it's, like, global, right? could be just an opportune moment. Uh, a lot of people are unemployed. It could be just – <laughs> I don't. I didn't mean to say it exactly that way, but it could be just the way things have bubbled up, and now everyone's all of a sudden uh, together on this issue, and it's a huge awareness thing, right? And it's to get to paint the opposite example. It's like me when I attend the board of selectmen meeting alone and say, "Hey, could I do this thing that would be safer for the kids?" And they go, "Well, who else agrees with you?" I'm like, "Don't you agree with me?" <laughs> and they're like. Well, you didn't come here with a thousand signatures saying that this is a good thing. Like, don't you think it's a good thing? Like, this is clearly a moral sort of like, hey, let's let's like stop murdering children. I mean, it could be just something so blatantly obvious. And then just you came here all by yourself, you selfish jerk. Like, no. And they just vote no. And it's like, wow, okay. Are they soulless? You know, you need, you just need this. The, the, I think, I don't know if I'm describing this very well, but what we think is morally correct isn't uh, actually objective at all. It's very subjective. Over generations and centuries and different societies, what people believe to be the right thing to do has changed. Mm -hmm. And it's a very strange thing. Like, I don't know, when we used to burn witches. <laughs> was okay. that the right thing to do at the time? A heck of a lot of people thought so. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even joking. I don't know, what a kind of a weird niche thing, but okay, yeah. What I'm saying is, <laughs> this is the first thing I thought of. We, ne we needed this, this huge outpouring of support to finally drive, like, the political will for people to say, hey, uh, boy. 
people sure do think this is a problem. <laughs> Maybe we should start to think about this. Because we had peaceful protesters Kaepernick kneeling on this football field pre-game. Mm-hmm. And all we got was sports writers bashing him and, and figureheads saying, like, what a what a jackass this guy is. Who does he think he is all by himself telling us that we're doing wrong and disrespecting the military, right, by kneeling during the anthem. It's like, what are, you, what are these conclusions you're drawing? And now that millions of people are doing it, all of a sudden it's like, okay, well, listen. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So all right, all right, when yeah. you look back, though, you're kind of like, well, maybe he was right the whole time, and we could have just listened to him. But you, it doesn't work that way. You need this. You, you need the overwhelming majority to change their minds mm. and to to demonstrate that they feel a certain way in order to to really drive change. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know where you're really going with this. I don't know if you, that was it. That's, uh, that's where it. I was going. Okay, overwhelming majority. You're saying like, well, the, we were kind of alluding to this, like, well, why protest? What? Good no, is it no, 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 no. <laughs> that's not. What I uh, no. I just again, I feel like sh- should I go? Yeah. Uh, what, what? What's my obligation? Right. If I don't go, does it mean I'm supporting the other side? Uh, other side. No, I don't know it what doesn't. the. No. But it, I hope not. Um. But there are people again on Facebook. Like if you haven't said anything, that means you you know silence is the wrong thing to do. Oh know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now ugh, I kind of wanted to get away from this a little bit, but that's fine. But so, but then the, then the other thing, which late. which is sort of wrong about the silence is violence versus you know it's time to shut up, white people. But um, the the <laughs> thing is, it's not for us to start. Us being white people, right? Which I am. You didn't know. I know. It's a good intro. That's all. Uh, what? I don't. If you say put anything <laughs> that, like that, if like, be careful with that. Um, I may have to like veto the intro. I've never done it before. The uh, what was I going to say with this? Oh, I think it's important for us to have conversations amongst ourselves, which means in our sphere of influence, in our in our circles, like in, in our work group, right? We, so we're not sitting at our desks saying the things that you alluded to us saying. Like we have said some inappropriate jokes, uh, at work. And I don't think many were racial, but I don't, I'm not going to even <laughs> go down that alley, but we have no, said we shouldn't, some, even, we shouldn't even, yeah. But again, yes, you're, you're right. That being said, uh, we have an understanding amongst ourselves, right? We have a, a tight knit group and it's not all locker room talk or anything like that. Locker like, room talk, right? A little, a little maybe, but you know, not all of it. And, uh, but again, with my friends, we, we had some, uh, neighbors, right? We had, and these are people that I know well, right? I've known for years. I know that I trust them, right? We have a trust relationship, you and I, right? Where if I say something to you and with other people at work, right? That I know that you know who I am and that you're you're taking what I am. And and so I will express myself much more open with you and a couple other guys at work because I know and and we, we have that relationship where, you know, sometimes we, try ideas out or we will say like, what do you think about this? I, I kind of think, and and we debate on stuff, right? We argue about it and uh, some of it's productive, some of it's not, but I think that there's a, a room for that. And I think that's where we should, as we, as white people who want change in uh, equality for racial people or, or other minority groups, right? Um, 
by the way, I still hate the people of color thing. I won't use it. I don't use that term. To me, it's no different than saying colored people. It's people of color, colored people. Like you flip this, this, the two words. It's still, I think it's offensive. So I don't use that. So that's why I say minorities are other things. But um, other things. Uh, whatever I just said, I didn't even say minorities to you before I said something else. I don't know. I don't, you don't I, like, you don't like saying people of color. Okay, I don't say yeah. So whatever. But my point is like, we have a trust relationship where you know me and I know you. So we can say things that are more free to, we can tr- try ideas out on. Right. And, and that's where we need to speak up. I think, like I said, neighborhood group, I know these guys, we had a conversation the other week around a campfire about this. And, and some things were kind of eye opening that some of my friends said, I was like, Whoa, really? That's he's like, well, you know, and, uh, one of the guys was really sort of like, this is common sense. People should be able to handle their personal finance. It wasn't about race, but it was about like, well, it's probably more about like poverty and, and people buying houses they shouldn't um, and some of the minorities getting into debt they shouldn't get. And it was like, well, it's common sense stuff. I'm like, it's common sense for me who had, you know, came from a stable home with two, two loving yep. parents and, and got a good education. It's not stable yep. for the people in the, in the inner city where they don't, where they grow up without a parent or, or a broken home. They don't go to school or they may barely make it out of high school. They don't have the personal finance. It's not common sense. So for us, that that's a position of privilege that we can. It's not even in. common sense for our, the computer science graduates that are coming into these really high paying jobs that are turning off their 401k yeah. plan so they can buy a new car with their bonus like right. wow like it's it's not it's not that common well they're not spending more than they're taking in though they're just yeah, spending poorly yeah, i mean so yeah <laughs> but yeah so so it uh, so in, in that case i think it is important for us to talk amongst our friends and our people that we that we know and trust and and do it i think with with grace and be like okay your life experience is different than mine um, but even my, even my siblings, right. They, they have had different life experiences. Sure. We grew up in the same house, but we mm-hmm. had different friends. We had different influences. Uh, and you know, I'm in my, I'm 45 now. Like uh, they, I spent more, a lot more, more than half oh. my life outside of that house than I did in that, you know? So I think that's where we got to be. Well, I listened told. to, uh, I forget what podcast it was. Dads being dads. No, oh. never listened <laughs> the- <laughs> I listen to it every week. The, they had a guy on the show. Like, see, I, I never remember details of anything, but basically, the gist of it was: uh, one example was the guy. He was eating lunch with his friend, and his and his friend asked the waiter if this if there was meat in the pasta or something. Yeah, and he said, he said, "Oh, are you a vegetarian?" And the guy answered, uh, "Well, um, I just I don't like the way we treat animals in order to." breed them for food so he gave him this weird long-winded answer where where and the guy listening to him basically said oh my goodness like i hadn't thought about it that way and then he became a vegetarian and then all kinds of other things sort of cascaded through his life like that where now fast forward he gives away like 75 percent of his income because he can afford to live on the 25 percent and that 75 percent can ensure that Little kids in Africa are getting bed nets mm. so they don't get malaria, mm. right? Yeah. Other, like literally, he's just like, how, why, why do I, why should I have any of this money for frivolous things when there are other people dying for so much less that that I could help? And it was a very, <laughs> you know, and he's like, to be honest, I could probably give away more and I don't. Which is why I'm not a saint, you know? Like, he said, could I afford to live on 20%? And and he's like, yeah, I probably could. 
there's some things that I like and I would like to still have those things. Mm. So it's, I don't even know where I'm going with this. It's just kind of a funny, like, oh, geez, yeah, fine, make me feel like a jerk while we well, wait for our inflatable pool to arrive, <laughs> right? It, yeah, I, I, yeah, it, that, that, that part is definitely a tricky thing. Um, well, what they discussed, oh, and I don't even know why. Say, uh, oh, this was the podcast. In the podcast. What they yeah. really discussed was uh, when it's closer to home, when you say, they gave these funny examples of like, I don't know why I'm even thinking of this or what you said to make me think of it. They said, if you were, say, walking down next to a river and you saw a, a, a child drowning in the river, you know, would you go into the river to save the child? And they took surveys and this kind of thing. And they changed some of the content of the survey. And of course, there's some people that said no, which is very strange. <laughs> But they kind of added things to it where it was like, you've got your nice clothes on, you've got these expensive shoes on, you've got your cell phone in your pocket, and all of those things get ruined. So there's some cost to you, right? You end up losing hundreds of dollars worth of items because you go into this river to save this child, but you save the child. Yeah. Uh, and so a lot of people say yes, but then they, they basically say, okay, so since you're willing to give up, hundreds of dollars of items to save this child in, in the river that's drowning right now. Why aren't you doing the same for someone that's say on the other side of the world? Like right now, <laughs> isn't it, mm. doesn't it just equate where we, where we should be doing everything we can to save as many lives as possible always with what we, the means that we have. It's a very, it was a very interesting sort of like, Oh geez. Well, I mean, like <laughs> there are people that do that, right? <laughs> there are who? I mean, like the nuns and yeah. like some, you know, severely, severely wrong word, but like uh, extremely religious people, like will live and take a vow of poverty and stuff and they'll do those kind of things. Um, what are they, any money they make? Like, I think like, uh, I think there's monasteries and stuff to do this, right? I think they live in poverty basically or live, you know. All any, well, but I don't know how they even make money. Well, so, so this sure. guy had an interesting angle, though. He's he said basically, I, I give away enough to make it so that not only can I I still survive on my own, but I can also support my advocacy. Right. So he's he's trying to balance the like I want to be able to make sure people, other people, can also be aware of this and give away their own money. Yeah. <laughs> so as much as I give, so taking a vow of poverty is just kind of like, uh. Are, yeah, are they making anything and are they are they able to do and are they able to really do anything or is it just like a, oh, a lot I see. Of servitude you know yeah I don't, I don't know I don't know <laughs> I can't so the, I, I, this, I got not I don't have much of a leg to stand on here it's I mean, all, <laughs> it's it's funny because I do donate a lot of money but I'm like yeah. but, but it's a drop in a bucket depending on how it's you look a drop at in it a bucket. yeah yeah I might I might start sending money to uh buy bug nets bed nets for kids now yeah <laughs> malaria is a problem the well because i've never really approached charity that way i've done a lot of local charities yeah i've never really looked at it as the number of say life years that i could save with the least number of dollars number of life years i could say what do you mean yeah yeah because well, in that same show i think they were talking about uh, COVID and uh, this type in Italy, for example, they were moving ventilators from the elderly to the younger people because 
the equation was simple. This 85-year-old is going to be on this ventilator for three months and only has a few more years of good life left, whereas this 25-year-old's coming in, we're going to give them the ventilator. And they had to make these decisions. Uh, if you can pay $5 for a bed net that saves a child. Oh, I see what you're saying. Right? So they the got a long would, future. Oh, okay. So the ventilator would help the 22-year-old and the 82-year-old equally, but the 82-year-old could maybe get another five years, whereas the 22 could get another 60 years. So you're saying right. that life years. I get it now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Life's not easy, man. That's why I uh, talk, sit in front of a computer all day and <laughs> write silly lines of code to make it do other stuff. I don't know. Where are we at for time? Eh, we're about there, Getting actually. There. Um, do I have any other parents? I, you had a thing you wanted to tell us last week, and I cut you off. Did I? Ooh. The candy. My notes. The hidden candy. Uh, did I get into the hidden candy? No, you didn't. On the show. I think I told you about it. Yeah, you told me about it a little bit. Well, it's nowhere near as fascinating as the rest of this stuff. <laughs> I know. It's weird, right? We I didn't expect to go at all into this, but eh, that's why we prepare for the show. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> it's in candy. Do you not want to talk yeah, my, about it? I have another my topic. spoiled kids have uh, <laughs> fancy bikes they can ride around on. And because, uh, well, this maybe has to do more to do with COVID. I got sick of them being in the house. And as you do. As as you do, and talked to his my son's friend's parents and said, "Listen, I'm just going to send them out together if that's okay with you." So they got their masks. Uh, there's one of their friends is not allowed to go out at all because his 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 mother's like immunocompromised a bit, so he's that poor guy's in for the duration. I don't think we're ever going to see him again ever, and. So they're going out on their bikes now, and and I gave them some uh, GPS coordinates to find. And that turned into a fun little adventure. So then I decided I would go. I made some containers. I, well, I took some Tupperware containers and I filled them with Ziploc bags of candy. And then I mm. taped it shut. And I hid them in some in various locations. And I gave them some coordinates and some clues and, and sent them off on a few different days. And they did a good job finding them. I kept them busy. But it really only kept them busy for a couple hours. Uh, and so we may do more of that. And the, the recent idea that I had as I was needling my son about whether or not he's still keeping in touch with his other lady friends in his class. I said, uh, well, maybe do you think they would want to go on the scavenger hunt thing with you? He's like, no, not inviting them. Wait, who who, were, who was he not inviting? The lady friends. Oh. <laughs> oh and then yeah. I said, well, what if, um, what if it was a race? What if I hid two things and gave you both group, both groups clues at the same time? And he was very excited about that. He said, yes, we should do that. So at some point, I don't really want to keep I mean, at first it was fun. But now I'm like, why am I facilitating your playtime? Can't you guys do this on your own? Like, just go climb to the top of the water tower. Like, be creative. Like, figure this stuff out. You're kids. You're supposed to get into trouble on your own. I don't need to make up the trouble for you to get into. This is nuts. Because they're just, they keep coming home. And they, like, he comes home. And I'm like, what are you doing here? He's like, what do you mean? Like, you were out with your friends. Why didn't you stay out with your friends? And he's like, well, we were tired. And he comes home and he comes in the house. He calls them on FaceTime, same kids he was just hanging out with. And they try to get on the computer and start playing video games together. I'm like, no, what are you doing? <laughs> this is my like, life. <laughs> you, 
you were just outside with these guys. And I start yelling at his friends over the call that they're on. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you, kids, get out of your house. Come back here and pick up Max and go back into the woods and do I don't care what. Like, get into some trouble. It's ridiculous. And I guess That's, it's... Be- yeah. I don't want to be like, when I was a kid, this and that. Because we didn't... We could call each other on the phone, but that was super boring. When you were a kid, you didn't have the p- pandemic to contend with. They don't need to contend with it now. They've got free reign over it. They're fine. I know. I, it's, we, it's, we've well, loosened their sorta. restrictions. Well, yeah, except... Yeah, except, I know. Except what? They've never had anything to do. They well, the other like, kid can't come out. <laughs> he can't go to parks and stuff. One of the kids. No, the parks are open. I can't believe that. My t- town won't open this. This freaking playgrounds in my town aren't open. Can you believe it? Really? No, because the Board of the Health won't get off their duffs and get it done. Like, oh, they won't open the park. Oh. Like, so all the parents are like, oh, I'm going to ride out. I'm going to here. I'm going to Castle in the Trees. I'm going to... Uh, I'm like... <laughs> I'm like fine. I mean, I, we're past that stage, sort oh, of. The con- I, I, you were listing parks. Like yeah, I was listing the park. Towns. Concord, Littleton, Maynard. Yeah, yeah they're going all the the. the... <sighs> yeah, they're spreading we... their COVID to us. Yeah, I mean, yeah, just, mm, no comment there on that. But so yeah, that's frustrating. But oh yeah, well, to this summer, my son comes to me on Sunday, and uh, my son and daughter, Sunday. and he's like daughter day. No, they're like oh Sunday. I get it. Uh, so we want to build go kart. We want to build go karts. Can we, uh, you know, do this and that? Do you have wood? I'm like, uh, well, that was the question. Do you have wood? <laughs> wood. Yeah. <laughs> do you? And I'm like, uh, what? And he's like, you have tools. wood we can use. And I was like, uh, what? Um, what? What are you guys doing? And they're like, uh, well, uh, we want to build something. All right. I'm like, they can't give me a straight answer, which I sort of look at back. I'm like, why are they afraid to give me a straight answer? Anyways, they want to build go-karts. So now we're like, I'm like, okay, well, and then, and then like, can we take our bike apart? I'm like, hold on, time out. Like what, let me see some plans or something. And uh, like, well, we don't want to make plans. I got the plans all in my head. I'm like, would Elon Musk make a rocket out of the plans in his head? Get out. And they got all bored. And they're like, I don't draw the plans. I'm like, I have no idea what you guys want to do. I have to have some idea. Well, so I've sort of come around on it. But um, yeah, but of course they were like, this is Sunday. They're like, they were upset that we weren't going to have a go-kart by the end of the day that they were going to go. Oh, of course. <laughs> I was like, are you? I'm like, first of all, get it out of your head that right now we're not going to have this go-kart. And then as soon as my son was like, how could, can you get an e-bike kit to like power the thing? I'm like, why do you need an e-bike kit? You have a bike right there. Just ride the bike you have. Like, why do you need to have another? And he's like, well, I want to power the go-kart. I'm like, oh, you want to power the go-kart? So now we have a snowblower engine that they want to, they want, he wants to put on the go-kart. I don't know. He's all over the place. I'm like, Ugh. we have to have a book. Like, it's a really old book. I'm like, go-kart. Build yourself a go-kart, a skateboard. It's like all these really old toys. And I was like, okay, we'll make this soapbox racer. I will go, I will buy wood for this soapbox racer. And, um, but finally my son was like, all right. And now he's digging in right now. He's watching YouTube videos. Now he's getting plans. He's coming to me with sketches. He's like a quarter inch equals two feet. I'm like, all right. <laughs> like now the plans are to scale. And he took, so I got a couple of bikes off recycle, old bikes. 
Cause he wants to, he wants to make like a big, big, big wheel. He wants a three wheeled thing. I'm like, you really think a three wheeled thing is a good idea? It's going to be tip over and stuff. Very tippy. Yeah. So, so anyways, he, he, <laughs> so at first I was really hesitant. I was like, you know what? I, I kind of flashback a little bit when I was a kid and I was like, I wanted to build a go. We had kind of a go-kart that aren't, we kind of mm-hmm. used around the neighborhood. And I'm like, all right, so I got to get on board with this. We, this could be a cool summer project. These kids don't have anything else to do. Let's get, let's make go-karts. So we're in the, we're in the throes of go-kart making right now. <clears throat> So I did build go karts when I was in high school. What did you do for wheels and tires? Well, at the time, yeah, I we we scrounged parts from like various places. I remember we had a set of like we had a, like airplane tires for one of them. <laughs> Uh, but I'll forewarn you. I mean, putting a gas engine on any of these things is deadly. Like they, oh, yeah. <laughs> one of one of the carts would do fifty miles an hour. No, really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we would. W- yeah, and I flipped them over a number of times because on a regular street, like on a go kart track, it's it's somewhat smooth. Mm. You know, but if It'll you slide, hit any, right? you, you mean you can slide on a go-kart track. Yeah, right, right, right. But on a on a street like yours, there's yeah. cracks and there's bumps and it's a bit rockier. Mm. And if you ever hit one of those tar patches that they fill the cracks oh, right. with, yeah. and you're sideways in the cart and you hit one of those, it's going over a meter. <laughs> these this uh, thing you just sent me, none of these kids none of these kids have helmets on. Now, <laughs> I know I know like the bicycling and the helming. Yeah, I know, but you're talking about going 50 miles an hour, and this is not a 50 mile an hour car. This is the this is the rich people buy this kit that probably costs two thousand dollars. See how much it is. I'm gonna go with six ninety nine. That's my I, guess. Yeah, I think it is five. Oh, it's Dutch. Go to shop. Let's see. Here. Of course, it's the Dutch. They always have cool stuff. You know how oh, two fifty only. No, that's some other thing. That's the Explorer kit. Oh man, I gotta know. This is super boring. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> Master, the kit? master kit is seven ninety nine. I think that's what we're looking at. Seven ninety nine. Genius kit. Okay. The legend this kit. Website called Infento. I think the legend kit might have a motor. Yeah, yeah. It has a, the legend kit has a motor, and that's a thousand bucks. Nice. And the and the uh, motor. And oh, that, then, okay. Now these once you get into a certain level, they start the master kit. They have helmets on. They have helmets on. <laughs> yeah, so once you get going fast enough, then you need a helmet. Yeah, it's all about speed. Oh, man. No helmet is five forty nine, so we can get there with five forty nine. That's actually not that expensive. I mean, I spent two hundred bucks in wood, and then wheels are going to cost me another fifty bucks if I depending. If on you where were going to motorize the things, I would say try to try to take apart something that already has a motor. I mean, you could yeah. you could honestly power the thing with an RC car motor. Uh, what? You could. Mm-hmm. You could gear it down. There's a lot of torque in those motors. You know this. <laughs> I did you say that need... to him. He did ask if you could, like, if you had a one-fifth scale, could you power the thing? Like... Oh, totally. I mean, <laughs> it wouldn't go lightning fast. Yeah. But you do you want it to at first? No. I don't. Uh, you could also, or you could use something like one of those hoverboards. Yeah. Someone has a hoverboard. That, that, that was the other thing anymore. I said to him, yeah. We have one. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. In fact, you could take all the electronics, you could hook all that stuff up, and you could make it so that. You could figure it out. That was my exact ankle. He answered to him. He's like, "Well, I'm like, you could." And then he's like, "Oh, we have two snowblowers under the." I'm like, "Yeah, one of those is one of those. The motor's fine." And he's looking at like one on the, on on YouTube, and he's like, "I'm like that thing's six horsepower. That thing's gonna scream." I'm I'm like, "Yeah." Oh, the motor underneath the garage is nine horsepower. He's like, I want to put that on there. I'm like, oh, no, no, this is yeah. not happening. Like we have to. Let's just make a nice one that you use gravity for. <laughs> we put. 
We put a twin cylinder 16 on one of the carts. Oh, uh, my gosh. On two seats. And it threw a rod while we were driving. What? Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. And was it made out of wood? Uh, no, it was a metal cart. Oh, so we don't have... I, I'm not welding anything. Thank but you. There's no there's no protection for the occupants. Yeah, there's no roll cage or anything, right? I mean... Well, also for when the motor throws a rod and oh, explodes, basically. Geez. Like, <laughs> it's... I would go with... <laughs> Through a rod. Oh, you don't I want mean. seat belts because you want them to be thrown clear from this thing. <laughs> for sure. So, uh, yeah. You definitely don't want seat belts unless it does have a, a very sturdy roll cage that you've tested by actually rolling it over. You know, I'm looking at this stupid go-kart thing now. I'm like, I didn't buy... We're not going on a vacation this summer, probably. We didn't buy the Intex. We, we didn't get camp. sucked into the Intex pool. I'm yeah. like, we still have... <laughs> my son's summer camp was just canceled for 450 right? bucks. So then mm-hmm. not this thing's 540. Eh. <laughs> it's like a it's like a big Lego set. Son yeah. of a gun. All right. <laughs> Cue the music. <laughs> Thank you for listening to our show. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at dads at dadsbeingdads.com. We're on Facebook too, forward slash dads being dads podcast. All four words, all jammed together. Or search dads being dads podcast. You can find us. Throw us a like and some comments. And of course, iTunes. Send us a review and some sweet, sweet stars. Twitter too, but uh, we'll have to get back on that. But you can find us.